Life is a highway, and on it there will be many chicken sandwiches. But there's only one McCrispy, so go ahead and hit the turn signal if you know about this juicy gem of a detour. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What's poppin' congregation? It's your girl, Lacey Mosley, a.k.a. Scam Goddess, and we're back with another installment of Scam Goddess, the podcast all about robbery, fraud, and those who practice it. Sometimes we love them, sometimes we hate them, but someone I definitely do not hate, and I'm very what? Yes, excited for on the podcast. I really, truly am. This is a great get, huge get. Um, I've been on many a Zoom with this man for many years. So what's what's one more Zoom? Guys, we have an amazing guest for the show today. He's the host of the podcast, Factually. He's the creator and host of Adam Ruins Everything with all past episodes streaming Neil on HBO Max. Plus, check out his new documentary entitled The G Word, streaming now on Netflix. Congregation, please welcome Adam Conover to the show. What's up, Adam? You about to ruin scams? Hello, Lacey. I don't know. I don't know if I can ruin scams. They're pretty. They're pretty much already ruined by you every day on the show. <laughs> I do try to ruin the scams. I'm very inspired by you. I do have to ask you, Adam, what Please. is your relationship with scams? It, it could be that you love them, you hate them. Have you ever been scammed? Have you ever ran some scams that you could talk about legally now? I've you been, know. <laughs> I've been scammed once. I've been scammed oh, once no. back when I first moved to Los Angeles and I had just learned to drive. I had barely, I learned to drive in my 30s. I moved to LA and I have since quit New Yorker. partially because I'm a New Yorker. Yeah, partially because of this story, I eventually quit, but I had scraped my car. <laughs> in the parking garage, you know, against a pillar, like the back, one of the back passenger yep, doors was there. sort of scraped, right? So I'm driving through Hollywood with a scrape. I don't give a shit. It's a 2010 Prius. I don't care. It's all scraped up. But this guy pulls up next to me and he yells, hey, I can I can fix your door. I can fix your door. Come, come with me. I'll fix your door. And I'm like, okay, I mean, if you can fix my door, all right, cool. And I pull over. He jumps out of whatever van he was in, pulls out some kind of weird solvent, rubs it over the door mm -hmm. and scrubs it just makes the whole thing look worse. Just like removes some of the paint. some even more <laughs> of the paint that was already off. And then I was like, how much money is this? Uh, I, I handed him some money and he was like, no, you got to give me more money. Let's go to an ATM together. And then I was like, I'm not going to an ATM with you. <laughs> this is, no. this is a very bad. I've already seen, <laughs> you already lied to me about being able to fix the door. My my fault, sir, for believing in the first place that a guy pulling up next to me in traffic would be able to fix my scrape, scrape door. But I'm not going with you to an ATM now. Um, 
Okay, you I'm fooled glad me you once. It. Right, fooled me once, but also we're very similar in the fact that, like, if I went with a shady man to let him, like, put a a, a patch on my scraped up car, I would have paid the motherfucker too, even though he ruined your car. Like, you pay somebody to, like, fuck it up more. But I would have done the same thing as it would have felt awkward. I'm like, well, thank you for your service. I didn't really bet you. So, I mean, how do I do Yelp from the street? Like, have y'all ever been on Santa Monica and somebody yelled at you for services? Like, how would you bet that guy you know yeah i mean he tried you know like you eat, you go to a food you eat, you try you go to a restaurant you go to a restaurant you try the food it doesn't taste good you still pay him at the end you know and that's basically my experience well all right it was an honest scam you know what i mean he it was, he right it was pretty straightforward he he did a good job getting my like 60 bucks from me but i wasn't going to give him any more and I mean, for the effort and for the hustle, scamming is a job. So you paid him. He did his profession to you, which mm-hmm. is crime. And then you both move on. But he got a little greedy trying to go to the ATM, trying to see how far he could push it. So I'm glad that you didn't go anywhere with this man. But as someone who used to drive like a car that was so fucked up, um, like so fucked up. And I didn't even care either, Adam. I would go to ballet with my fucked up car. I pull in him and Han bumper hanging off the shit. And I remember, you know, like the ballet dudes, they always have to walk around your car and like do the little marks so they can be like, this shit was already here. You can't say that we scratched it when we brought it back. And I remember looking at one of them dead in his face because he was doing the marks and the shit was just starting. To, I was like, it was more mark than, than the photo of the car. I'm like, it's going to be black in a second. And I was like, sir, look at me. Do you think I'm going to come out here with the, with the the hand mirror that I have taped to the driver's side um, <laughs> mirror. Do you think I'm going to come out here and try to say y'all fuck my car up? He was like, nah. I was like, yeah, go park that raggedy shit. Hopefully it comes back. Look, <laughs> if, you were go- if you were good enough of a scammer to pull that off and be suing valets for scratching your car, you wouldn't have such a fucked up car because you'd be able to use your scam money to buy right. a nicer car. So if your car's that fucked up, well, you you can't be a very good scammer because you're not doing well in the world. I mean, you would think that, but I actually did end up having the city pay for that, for the whole, they had to get my whole car fixed because one of them accidentally sideswiped me on a street and the car was already fucked up, but they sideswiped the whole driver's side. So I was like, oh yeah, that mirror was also, uh, it was there when I left (laughs) the car. So yeah, y'all gonna have to fix all of that. Also, I have a neck brace. Um, I I too was in the car when I was hit. (laughs) I was trying to get everything from them, but they did. Oh my God. They this is the best. That I had a hand mirror as a driver's This is the window. best. You're, I, I underrated you. It turns out you're a criminal mastermind. <laughs> you're ripping off the city. This is brilliant stuff. You're really good. That's really good to get all that for, to know. Oh, hold on a second. Now they got to pay me and they got to pay for everything. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and, my, and, and all my kids' Christmas presents were destroyed as well. You got to give me a gift card <laughs> to Amazon too. <laughs> all my millions in the back seat. <laughs> Y'all gotta reimburse me for my millions. Now, if I if I really wanted to take it up a notch, I should have hopped my ass in front of the car, like underneath, like, ow, my neck and my back. I was <laughs> Who, who's gonna stop me? Uh Incredible. but no, I'm sorry that happened to you, but also that's a very common LA scam. Is like yeah. I used to get very offended because the we buy junk cars people, they were always putting a damn business card on my car i'm like what are you trying like you're gaslighting me right now like, like we can take this off your hands aren't you embarrassed to drive this this is very embarrassing <laughs> <laughs> you, you, how dare you call my car with a hanging off mirror a junk car give me a break right and then what are you gonna really do for me it's just whenever anybody's soliciting business like that out on the street i already know it's a little shady but sometimes i don't know you look up and yeah. maybe 
they're an artisan and they could have fixed the car, but this guy, no. But I'm glad you didn't yeah. go to the ATM. <laughs> this has happened during daylight. Was it bright out? This this was like, I was like on my way to work and this happened. Like I, I pulled over and made myself late in order to get scammed. <laughs> That's how big of a sucker I am. I'm very trusting. I'm a very trusting person. If you're late, you're supposed to come in with Starbucks, not a even worse scratch on your car and $60 less. I, I don't want this for you. I don't want this for you. But guys, we're going to take a quick break for some non-scam advertisements and we'll be right back. Scams! Ooh, do you feel that in the air? Yes, that is summertime. It's in the breeze. It's in the trees. And y'all know when the sky comes out, (laughs) the thighs come out. And as the weather gets hotter, it's time to say bye to jackets and sweaters and hey to shorts and tees. If you've been wanting to update your wardrobe for the long haul without spending a fortune, Quince is for you. Y'all know I love Quince. If you want to be looking chic year after year with classic pieces that you can dress up, dress down, wear around town, you got to get into Quince. They have premium European linen dresses. I have one in green and oh, when I wear it, it is a show stopper. Blouses, shorts from $30, y'all. Washable silk tops, which I told y'all I love those. I actually went back and got it in navy. I got it in the white like cream and I just know when I wear it, I'm going to feel like Diane Keaton on the beach thinking about my life like white cream are you kidding me it's giving rich okay quince is that girl y'all know you see me in their pieces all the time get into it get warm weather ready with quince go to quince.com slash goddess for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns that's q-u-i-n-c-e dot com slash goddess to get free shipping and 365 day returns q-u-i-n-c-e dot com slash goddess Finding the perfect t-shirt has always had me like Goldilocks, trying on shirts. This one's too hard. This one's too soft. And it fell apart because y'all know I got it from a cheap website. And this t-shirt from Skims is just right. From fit to quality, it is one of my, like, these are my favorite t-shirts. I have three different ones. Y'all know I love me an Onyx because I'm going to be wearing black all the time. Um, They have a cotton long sleeve jersey tee that I really like too because the material is so soft. But when I put it in the washer, she don't have a whole transformation or makeover. It's not move that bus when I take it out. She looks the way that she looked when I put her in. And we know we cannot say that for all t-shirts, okay? So you can have staple t-shirts that you can mix and match and wear up or down. Maybe we're going to a fancy night out. Maybe we're going on a date. Maybe we're lounging around the house. I love these shirts so much because I can do so many different things with them. It's like, I'm telling y'all, Skims, they doing right over there. I got on the underwear right now. I can't give it up. I think they got me, y'all. I'm not even playing. Shop the Skims t-shirt shop at skims.com. Now available in sizes extra, extra small to 4X. If you haven't yet, be sure to let them know I sent you. After you place your order, select Scam Goddess in the survey and select my show in the drop-down menu that follows. And we're back and it's time for What's Hot and Fried. As you guys know, this is when we warn you guys about scams that are popping in the zeitgeist or more often than not these days, we get a letter from you all. As always, snitch on your friends and family and your enemies at scamgoddesspod at gmail.com. Just make sure the scam is retired because we don't want to what? Yes, fuck up your bag. Amen. So Adam, I need a fake name for this person. We don't care about gender on this show. Could be anything. 
Uh, Mortimer O'Houlihan. Mortimer O'Houlihan. Wow. He could, yeah. Mortimer could be anybody. Could be white, could be from the island. Yeah. <laughs> could be like the oldest uh, white man. Mort- Mortimer could be any anybody from any <laughs> On place. Wall Street. There's a lot of women named Mortimer, too. Really? Where? Maybe. I don't know. Could be. Your whole career is like telling people facts about stuff. You cannot scam me like that. I will believe anything you say. Not on this show. No, on this show. Oh, I'm you just acted full of different shit. over here. Okay. Because I've, I've even <laughs> quoted you on this show when you were talking. Uh, you had that oh. Twitter thread that was great about how we should also ask for room service at hotels because hotels are getting away with like short staffing the people who are like cleaning yes. the rooms and they're not having to pay them or clean the room. So it's like, we should be calling. Yes. Not, not room service, not room service, like not room delivery, service, like but like, um, room hospi- cleaning. Yeah. Room cleaning. That's what I mean. Yeah. Not like food, yes. but room cleaning, room cleaning. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cause I was like, mm-hmm. until I saw that thread, I thought I was being nice by being like, Oh, you know, I, I can sleep on the same sheets twice. <laughs> now I'm like, get these <laughs> off of me right now. I'll put all my yeah. towels on the floor. Yeah. Requested every day, man. I mean, I, it's a struggle sometimes, too. I was just at a hotel in New York for a week, and they were like, you're going to only have cleaning every other day. And I was like, fine, but I'm going to try to request it. And I went for the first four days with no cleaning because they are really trying to understaff, and they're trying to train the customers into thinking we don't need our rooms cleaned every day. Oh, who mm-hmm. are we? We don't need them cleaned. But really, they're just trying to reduce their labor. And that's straight from the, uh, from the unions of the hospitality workers who tell you, please... Uh, ask for room cleaning every day if you if yeah, you are so staying in a hotel. If you're traveling out there these days, you know, even if it's the Motel Six, uh, they leaving the light off for you, so you leave the light off for the cleaning too. Okay, everybody's <laughs> yeah. helping and everybody. Them. And you, yeah, and you got to leave a tip, and and you and leave a note next to the tip that says this is a tip for ho- housekeeping, so nobody can doubt that that's what it is. Yep. And then if you want to do an extra measure, when I leave the tip, I'll go by the front desk and I'll be like, oh, by the way, I left the tip for housekeeping, like just so. Who know if anybody else walks in there in the meantime, in between time, they're not trying to steal the coins that I left there for you specific go. people. There you go. Yeah, because mm-hmm. you know, everybody's trying to get theirs out here. Can't be mad at that. So Mortimer Correct. says, Hi, Lacey. I'm just going to get right to the scam and nice for what? Please call me Pia Pie for the scam. Oh, okay. Well, Mortimer, your name is Mortimer now, but we'll give you a middle name. Mortimer Pia Pie O'Houlihan, the longest name we've ever had for anybody on the show. <laughs> Definitely a fake name. Um, Pia Pie. And I am be- yes. And you obviously listen to the show because I ask people to, if you want to say nice things or tell me things about your life, put it at the end. So thank you mm. for remembering. So I wanted to do the right this for once and complete all my work without being asked. Okay, Hulahan, you could have proofread this, but I'm thinking you were trying to say I wanted to do the right thing for once and complete all my work without being asked. Okay, so you was being a good employee. So I had a lot left over Friday afternoon. So I decided to come in Saturday morning to knock it out and be done with it for the weekend. Me being the good employee I am, I forgot to email my boss to clear me arriving on Saturday, but I assumed it would be okay anyways. So I wake up early, smile on my face. Okay, come on, capitalism. (laughs) On a Saturday, I'm not smiling if I got to go to work. (laughs) My mouth muscles be looking at me like, smile. (laughs) This person is volunteering to go into work on a Saturday. Didn't tell anybody just to get work done and they're waking up with a smile. This, This person is a sucker already. This person, I can tell they're getting scammed without even hearing anybody else do anything. 
or are they a schemer? Because I'm like, in mm. not in this economy, am I getting up on anybody Saturday? Okay, not the Sabbath or that Sunday, but not Saturday, Sunday, none of that. None of these days you're getting work out of me. But you know, let's see where it goes because I'm intrigued. It could be what you said, Adam. It could be like this person Mortimer's getting played, or like maybe they're about to do the playing. I don't know yet. Let's see. Let's so find out what I happens. Woke- I woke up with a smile on my face and waste two hours of my weekend time to scan some damn papers. Two hours, Lacey. So I finish up feeling all accomplished and whatnot and go enjoy the rest of my weekend. Fast forward to Monday. Times are being checked and I know my manager is about to be happy that I came in and put my best foot forward. But no, I get an email telling me overtime is not approved. Mind you, I was under my 40 weekly hours I'm supposed to have. My manager then asked me for an email that I definitely forgot to send. So I had to put on my scam goddess hat and pull out my scam Bible to write the best forwarded email I've ever sent. Ah. <laughs> I came up with an email on the spot and sent it for my personal email, telling her that I don't have access to the company email after hours. She then asked me out loud in front of everyone if I sent the email just if oh Mortimer typing grammar these things matter so Mortimer says here's an email it's my personal account because you know uh, after hours I can't get on my business account because it'd be lacking so you just go have to take this email from um hotmail mm-hmm. it's very legitimate mm-hmm. <laughs> I got mm-hmm. an aol.com email for you it's definitely mm-hmm. work related so and the, the boss, boss calls them out Yeah, the boss asked in front of everyone if I sent the email and I said no and bust out laughing in her face because if she was as smart as she looked, then she would notice the company email I told her and emailed from my personal account are not the same. Okay, so what I'm getting from what I can read here is that your boss was like, did you just send this email from your personal account? You were like, no, why would you say that? No, everybody, she crazy. <laughs> Look at her being crazy and a woman. Are you bleeding right now? You're probably bleeding. That's why you acting crazy, huh? Like, just gaslight her. Okay. So I got to keep my Saturday time, which I worked for. Plus, I got to do a fun scam just because. Thank you. Hope you read my scam. Okay, so your scam was that you went and worked on the weekend? <laughs> Mortimer. This is this is this is a horrible story. <laughs> I'm really sorry to Mortimer, but you're getting you're getting scammed. That you 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 unfortunately are the one getting scammed because first of all, okay, there's a lot of things going on here. First of all, yeah, Mortimer reveals that they have a 40 hour guarantee of hours that they are not even being provided by their workplace. Right. First of all. Like she says, she's guaranteed forty hours. Or I think is was it she or is it a, uh, they or who? What are uh, it, it, anybody. So Mortimer could be any person, but so okay, we know we'll the, the boss is is identifying as a woman. So you can just say Mortimer, whoever. We don't care. Okay. So Mortimer, Mortimer Pipu O'Houlihan was that their name? <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, so they. So they, first of all, are not getting the hours that they've been promised. Then right. they go in on the weekend to do extra work. And then they're, they like weirdly get in trouble. Like, oh, you can't get overtime, but they haven't gotten their full 40 hours yet. It's not overtime. And then they're asked to provide an email. And now Mortimer O'Houlihan, I'm sorry that you're suffering from something that is called uh, internalized capitalism, where you believe that you owe them all of these forms and emails in order to prove that you deserve the money you obviously already deserve. And so you you think you pulled off a scam to 
just, you know, with all these emails, they're, they're scamming you. You should need to send them emails in order just to get your 40 damn hours a week. You're going out on the weekend and they're still, they're saying, prove to me that we should pay you your 40 hours a week that we already owe you. Fuck them. Quit your job. Get out of this place. This is a toxic work environment. That's what I think. Yes. Oh, come on, preach. Also, Mortimer, I hope when you went in on Saturday, you at least stole four staplers. Like, don't don't be in there just <laughs> just working and then leaving. I hope you got some current K packs. You took all the Lacroix out the fridge, several mugs. There you know, you I hope that you know you were also getting something out of this other than just working on your off time because that's not fair to you. And these companies, they don't care about us. It's only family when they need something from you. If you need anything from them, they like who? Hello? No, we're a business. Then it's a business. Okay? Everybody want to be Olive Garden when you hear your family when they need you to work overtime or if you, you can't go to a funeral because you got hours. Then we family. But then let your ass need something. They're like, uh, family? No, we get an ancestry. We are not related. 23 and who? You? No, not us. <laughs> get back to work. <laughs> and if you don't, they'll replace now you. you preach. And they don't now you're preaching. Care. You know, so I hope that Mortimer, like, I feel like the scam here is that you like under capitalism, they will try to like not pay you for your work. So I guess the scam is that you mm-hmm. got paid for your work. But why is that a scam? Why do you have to lie to people to get compensated for your work? This is this is a sad case, Lacey. I'm sorry to say it's yeah. a sad, sad case. Blink twice, Mortimer, if you need help. You need us to come break you out of your job. <laughs> Cause we got you. We will show up, and I will steal staplers and office supplies. Oh, I yeah. can roll out of there with a chair. I can get a chair in the elevator. The lumbar support chair. <laughs> Mortimer is still the hero of the story, but Mortimer is being sure. oppressed by systems that Mortimer does not yet fully comprehend. And Mortimer needs to go to you know needs to get radicalized and go galaxy brain and start understanding the mechan- the mechanisms of capitalism that is holding Mortimer down that's that's my diagnosis yeah cuz Mortimer you sound like a hard worker cuz whenever i had 9 to 5 mm-hmm. or anything where i could clock in and out oh bitch <laughs> when it hit 459 the laptop was closing i was putting things in my purse some that belonged to me some newly belonging to me and mm-hmm. leaving and not thinking about it at all, all weekend. I dare you. But now I work for myself and uh, I work all the time. <laughs> I need to be a better boss to myself. But, oh, that's but the worst. Then, we're scamming ourselves in the entertainment industry here by uh, we're just constantly putting pressure. You never get to clock out when you're your own boss. Oh, boy. Mm-mm, that's your brain. That is your brain not clocking mm-hmm. out. And I'm like, sis, we need a, we need a break. And that's some internalized capitalism. I got it real bad. And that's and I hope you know that more and more. Like we're not judging you. We're also on this hamster wheel because what we were born here. What else were we supposed to do? Not mm-hmm. you know, like <laughs> we didn't have a choice. And also, I don't consider myself scamming the city when they paid to get my car fixed because I give them motherfuckers so much money and and uh, not a pothole has been filled. And I and next time they fill something with cement, <laughs> I want them to sign the names of the taxpayers on it. I need to see an initial or something. I need to just know where some <laughs> of the money is going. Okay. <laughs> streets at the regular people okay this is this is now jenny lawson yeah she live up she live up on grand yeah no it's called jenny lawson street now she pay a lot of taxes she she gets a lot of tickets okay i love that yeah i mean hell yeah every time every time you get a parking ticket they should name whatever they paid with that parking ticket with after you like right we should all at least have a meter 
We should have a meter dedicated yeah. in our honor at least. I think that's 100%. fair. I want my own parking meter. Absolutely. <laughs> but guys, we're going to take one more quick break for some non-scam advertisements. We'll be right back with my favorite segment of the show, Historic Hoodwings. Robbery! At Delta, we know Mike NHC prefers reality TV to reality. So we provide more than 1,000 hours of in-flight entertainment. On the next flight, 8C is Mandy, a foodie. So we offer all types of food options. Because at Delta, everyone flies their own way. Delta, keep climbing. Life is a highway. And on it, there will be many chicken sandwiches. But there's only one crispy. So go ahead and hit the turn signal if you know about this juicy gem of a detour. back and it's time for historic hood race this is where i will regale adam with a famous connor caper he will interrupt all the way through with his thoughts and opinions and 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 musings and maybe we get off topic maybe we don't you know how it goes here uh today we're talking about we're going back in time um which is something i try to do when i have higher profile guests you guys because the living scammers they like to get on twitter <laughs> they like to get on instagram so we're not going back to those days so we're talking about february 1912 adam so there's an amateur mm. british archaeologist named charles dawson who claimed to have discovered the missing evolutionary link between apes and humans in a portion of a human skull he had dug up in Piltown, sussex uh, the larger collection of fossils later found were thus dubbed the Piltown Man. They would also come to be dubbed one of the greatest frauds in archaeology. Uh, I don't know much about archaeology other than um, they were having them little brushes and then they like brush all the dirt off and um, maybe Indiana Jones. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they're they're always doing makeup on the bones. You yeah. know what I mean? They're just sort Being of the bones giving them a nice yeah. blush and foundation on all the little bones in the hole. Yes, yeah. that's what I know about them. <laughs> I think I've heard of the Piltdown Man. I've heard this name before. I don't know much about it, but I've heard of this Piltdown Man. Of course man. you have. You're very well read, Adam. Like, if you've never watched a show, like, guys, come on. If you want to seem real smart at <laughs> dinner parties and have new information to share with the world, like, watch Adam Ruins Everything. If you don't have a personality, watch Adam yeah. Ruins Everything, and you're going to get you a, a pop of personality yeah. right there. Okay? You'll be hey. the coolest person at the salon. Okay, everybody's <laughs> drinking red wine and Okay, hold on music. a second. <laughs> is... I'm guaranteeing that you will get a personality if you this watch Adam Ruins Everything. casting aspersions on my audience to say they don't have... They did it. I'm just saying that you would get oh material my God. No. from no. it. You will get one. Okay. That's my guarantee. That my fans already have personalities, <laughs> very fine personalities, but their personalities are enhanced and improved by watching the show. I was Thank not you saying your fans are devoid of personality, Adam. Wow. See how my words get twisted against me. It turns <laughs> against me. I'm a beat them. Okay. That's my scam. So finding the bones. <laughs> I do want to say real quick, though, the bone stuff has become interesting to me because did you see on Twitter when there was that guy who like he co he collects human vertebrae and like skulls and bones and stuff like of humans. And he has like a whole closet of like vertebrae and like all types of shit. There's a guy on TikTok. Mm. I can't no, remember I his name. I'll, I'll try to pull it in the footnotes for you guys. But he just collects. And apparently you can do that. I'm like, are these people put these people back? Put them back mm. in the dirt. What are you supposed to be? 
I don't yeah. think we should even collect that. No, we don't need to be having human bones in our closet. Because I know for studying, like, like okay, if we're like repairing bones, like a lot of the information we get scientifically does come from cadavers and people who donate their bodies to science. But I'm like, if you just dug this up, I feel like you need to just put it back. Like, that's, I don't think, like, what if we got, dug? like, what's the moratorium? Like, how long do you have to wait before digging up somebody is science? Because it's I not mean, like I a week. My- <laughs> I'm donating my body to the David Geffen School of Medicine at UCLA when I die. I filled out a whole form. I got it notarized. And when I die, they get my whole body. And the scientists there, or honestly, the students there, will cut me up to, for uh, pract- for surgery practice. So I'm all about it. You can use my bones for whatever the fuck you want. I don't give a shit. Uh, and you know what? Maybe that means I'll use other people's bones, too. I'm not really uh, <laughs> precious about it. So, Adam, if you, you ended know, up in this guy's closet and, the, and they were like, this is Adam's uh, vertebrae right here, like one, one of the best. He never had scoliosis. Like, are you cool with that? Like you being in somebody's closet in their apartment? Yeah, I'm not around. That's just that. That's just like, uh, you know, if you go to the barber and they cut your hair, who? what do you care with what they do with what's on the floor of the barbershop? You know what I mean? They could uh, keep it in the back and, you know, in a big bag and hug it and sleep on it at night. I don't give a shit. It's off of me. <laughs> not part of me anymore that's how i feel about my vertebrae and my skull and all that other stuff after i die they can do whatever the hell you heard it here first <laughs> you yeah. can have adam's vertebrae whenever whenever you want it take well it. i guess when he die. <laughs> when I die, it. don't take a while it's it. in my body I, i'm using it right now but later on you oh, know I, i'm the kind of guy i donated everything to goodwill so i'll do the same thing with my bones you know okay okay i could i could see science i just couldn't do it just to be like in somebody closet like that's not I, I deserve more than that okay i deserve good lighting i want the full makeup brushing off my bones like sure you know you want to be you want to be cute. in the bodies exhibit yes you know, the and pose me up cute yes yeah that's where i think that that you know being shown off then then yeah, i'd you be, be more posing. down Yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Just giving the fiercest skeletal pose, okay? Yeah, what kind of, if it was your skeleton, what kind of pose would you want to be in? What what pose would you choose for your skeleton to be in for children to come see? For children to come see? Why do you have to yeah, say that? Yeah, in now, now that's really limiting, okay? I, I feel like I just gave like a good model pose, like two hands on the hips, but like bringing the shoulders forward, like a good, yeah. you know, oh. You know, mm-hmm. uh, maybe a high kick, you know? I want the girls to remember oh, I can do yeah. a split. Yeah. My bones in a split. You know, these are yeah. entertainment. How come, how come you go to the museum, you never see the bones doing anything interesting like a split or a high kick? Right. That's what we need to see at the Natural History Museum. Yeah, why do you got the bones all basic like that? Like just sitting there. Or even yeah. the dinosaur bones. I'm like, give me a little rare or something. Like, you know, give us some drama. Go. Like, yes. So finding the bones. Charles was known as the Wizard of Sussex because of his great skill at finding archaeological treasures around the county. He was also a contemporary and a friend of Arthur Conan Doyle, which may have led to his sense of adventure. So it was therefore not unusual that one night he had been out on a nightly stroll at Barkham Manor in Piltdown when he noticed unusual pieces of flint through a pile of gravel used for road construction. So he's like walking down the street, you know, probably lit after the function. And he's like, oh, that's weird. Is it bones coming out of that um, pile? (laughs) <laughs> he believed that the oddly shaped rocks might point to findings in the area 
later, an unidentified laborer who had been keeping an eye out for him presented him a portion of a human cranium of immense thickness. Okay, thick with two C's cranium. Whoa, 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 whoa. Yeah. This guy, hold on a second. This whole thing starts with the guy's like walking around and he sees some mounds and stuff. But then... Then a labor, an unidentified laborer hands him yep. the skull. This guy didn't do shit. Who's the laborer who found the skull? What is the what is you this know, gap in the story? This is like who? You know how history goes. He probably stole the skull. Unidentified laborer. Yeah, it's it's giving theft. Did you steal the skull from this laborer? Unidentified sure laborer is also rude. Like you couldn't get the the man's name when you were stealing the skull from him. I guess, child. So in well, May, you can't steal the credit if you know his name. That's true. That takes away your like. <laughs> that's your one rule for theft of of credit and pads. Like if I know, I can't humanize them. Okay, no kissing on the mouth. Yeah, just steal. <laughs> so in May, Charles' friend and keeper of geology at the Natural History Museum, Arthur Smith Woodward, took charge of Charles's findings. He concluded that they belonged to a brand new, previously unknown early human named Eonthropus Dawsoni. Okay. Or Dawn Man. Okay. Dawson's Dawn Man is what people called it colloquially, and that's what I'm going to call okay. it because Chad no. So an excavation site was opened at Barkham Manor and a series of flint tools were uncovered along with war bone pieces and even an ancient hippopotamus tooth or multiple teeth, which okay. hippopotamus is hippopotami, Hippo, hippos, hippopotami, <laughs> hippopotami, yeah, Hipp- it's hippopotami, you know, yeah. They have the best PR team because those things are murderous and aggressive, but we always thought they were cute as children. Hippos are out here doing murders to people, okay? They're a oh, hippos! Hippos are the most dangerous animal. They'll kill you so quickly. They're so big and they'll trample you and they'll bite you. They're so strong. They can They're swim like elephants, hella fast. Yeah. They're like elephants. Like, what if an elephant was dumb. Michael Phelps? <laughs> Because what are you even murdering me for, Hippo? You don't even like human meat. You just kill it for fun. What's wrong with y'all? Did you ever see these videos on the internet years ago of these people who had had a hippo in their house, a full grown hippo? And it would it it lived outside, but it would come into their kitchen and it would open its mouth and go ah, and they would just shovel food into it. They would just shovel in lettuce and vegetables and like fully cooked meals and. I was watching this going like, you guys don't realize this hippo is going to kill you pretty soon. This yeah, hippo is going to tear up your house and murder you. As like soon you as got you one don't, time as soon as you stop pouring cabbage in there. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. It's a horrifying video. You can go look it up. Okay. I'm going to, I have to look at that because you're not supposed to keep wild animals like that as pets. And y'all be thinking like, Oh, they like me. Like we have a connection. No bitch. They're like, you giving me food right now. Yeah. Now don't run out of lettuce. Cause that's your ass. Like you're being shook down. Yep. You're being extorted Yep. by a murderer. Yep. Yep. So there's totally also, by the way, this, this family is a white South African family, by the way, who has the hippo. So these are totally some white people going out of South Africa being like, oh, all the animals here love us. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, not and knowing, when they say that, they're including not, the black people. So, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. oh, shit. Because, uh, <laughs> you know, the, shout out to the, the South Africans, the ones of y'all who aren't racist. Um, anyways, 
So the story finally broke in Manchester Guardian in November of 1912, an article called The Discovered Skull, by far the earliest trace of mankind that is yet to be found in England. So, you know, we know about Lucy in Africa. I don't know, had Lucy been discovered by this time? Someone looked that up for me. Um, but that was considered to be like the oldest human remains that we had found. So now England's like, we got we got old bones too. No, we just found a dude. He hella dead. Like, um, <laughs> we're in the race. So Mm -hmm. in the ensuing weeks, Arthur continued to release details that were generally approved by the scientific community. Only one scientist, anatomist David Watterson, voiced doubt. So he had one hater and it was David. Okay, and David was like, I don't know, y'all, something ain't looking funny in the light. But they were like, shut up, David. We finally got some discovery. Shut up, David. So (laughs) David, you get you absolute get David in it. Okay, shut up. So Lucy was discovered in the 70s. So at the time, this is, you know, the most popping thing, I guess, you know, for medical science or not medical science, but like, you know, for science and research science or whatever. So he noted, this is David, he noted that the cranium looked human, but the jawbone looked like a chimpanzee's. So David was like, I don't even think this is a human skull, y'all. Like... He was like, it's not giving human. No one else agreed, mostly because there had not been any recent major findings in Great Britain and paleontologists were all desperate for a major discovery, which that desperation, we talk about that a lot when it comes to a scam. How bad do you need it? And if you need something really badly, you have to really assess why you are willing to take certain risks, because if you're letting that need drive you, then you're ignoring the red flags and the things that don't make sense. You know what I mean? Like homeboy was like, that skull had a banana in his hand and everybody's like no it's a human shut up david because like paleontology and like archaeology are careers that i feel like just like marine biology when you're a kid and people are like what do you want to do when you grow up it's like the most arbitrary shit but you've seen it in books so you're like yeah i want to be a marine biologist or archaeologist but it's like to a certain extent if they don't make any major discoveries or findings then that funding is going to go down because we just plan we pay y'all to play in the dirt bitch we, we got real problems oh yeah these are not glamorous jobs. My dad was a marine biologist, and it's not a glamorous job. He he mostly counted the size of fish. He had a big vat of fish, and he counted how big they were. That was the whole job. It was, but when you see uh, it, 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 it was, looks like it Free Willy as a kid. They told yeah. me we was going to be Free and Willy, and we was going to be riding on the back of the killer whale. So I was like, cute. I'm involved. Yeah, a wetsuit. That's a great look for me. But when you really find out what it is, like how much education you have to have, and then what you're really doing is so meticulous. I was like, wait a minute. So that we ain't going swimming through the winter. Now y'all don't play that song around here? But this period, in the period 1912, when the Piltdown Man was happening, it was just a bunch of old rich guys like pretending to be paleontologists in the first place. They were just like, yeah, go out there with my brushes. Look, I found a bone. Like they were swashbuckling, just rich dudes uh, doing this as a hobby. So they, they did a pretty dumb, dumb version of paleontology in the first place, a lot of them. Truly. And also, that's the thing about why people shouldn't be so rich. Once you get to a certain point of wealth, you just start collecting <laughs> random shit. Oh, these are pins. This is the pin that Abraham Lincoln used. Who fucking told you that lie? Like, you just start collecting shit because you don't know what to yep. do with the money because you shouldn't have that much fucking money. <laughs> that's why. So, you know, they're rich yep. as hell. They're out here playing in the dirt for funsies, getting their lives. So other countries had found plenty of evidence of early humans, but there hadn't been no such great discoveries in Britain to both embarrassment and frustration so all the other countries are finding you know the gold and the mummies and they're they're digging up all the dead and the uk is like um uh we got um 
spotted dick and um, the worst breakfast you've ever tasted, but no scientific discoveries. So this is their chance. One French paleontologist was even noted to have called British paleontologists chasseurs de cailloux. What does that mean? Or pebble hunters. Oh, not y'all throwing shade okay. in the paleo community. <laughs> it's like, bitch, they over there digging up rocks. Like, ghetto. <laughs> So I understand the desperation. They're like, no, we got something. We on the map. So the Piltdown Skull, or excuse me, the Piltdown Skull gave Britain a foothold in the discovery of early man. The skull also served to support a specific theory of evolution upheld by English paleontologists that growing brains was what drove human evolution. Their theory was that our brains would have expanded early in our evolution and fossil skulls such as the one found in Piltdown would support that, right? So this is also supporting, now you're taking information information and confirming your own biases with it Mm -hmm. instead of looking at that information objectively because you're like we got to get on the map y'all okay all we're known for right now is incest and like really old monarchies are just like cousins fucking like we got to have something revolutionary like first man cool so it had a huge brain case but primitive teeth erroneously implying that cranial expansion happened early in mankind's evolution. So in truth, brains came late to humanity, but finding the largest early human skull appeared to Britain's sense of nationalism, and thus the history was heavily, you know, interrogated. Or it was not heavily interrogated, because again... They're like, we want to win. We need a W. So despite distant whispers and excavation, the excavations continued and England celebrated the discovery. So they're like, shut up, shut up. Yeah, we know it's a monkey. Like, I heard the skull say, oh, no, you did it. (laughs) (laughs) Let us have this. It's really hard to convince people a hoax isn't true when they want it to be true. That's Mm -hmm. the real that's the real problem. And that's an issue with a lot of scams is if you're in too deep and you've tied your identity to it, the nationalism, it's like you want this to be true. It would be embarrassing otherwise. So August 1913, influential uh, Jesuit scholar, Father Pierre Telhard de Chardin, y'all gonna give me names this episode, joined the excavation team and found a canine tooth supposedly from the larger skeleton. So now they just find any old teeth bones and being like, yeah, this this also is... <laughs> Is that supposed to be the tooth, what you just opened? Yes. That is so big. You know That's how ridiculous. teeth be. You know how teeth be when you're human. The, I know <laughs> like how teeth three be inches two long. feet long. <laughs> <laughs> These are ridiculous. These don't look like teeth or bones or anything. These look like, I, I don't even know, fossilized pieces of wood? What the hell? This is ridiculous. Right. At this point, they're just saying anything, doing anything. So they eventually also break. found a large slab of bone dubbed the cricket bat in name only. But the idea that this early Englishman had actually played a rudimentary form of cricket became popular. So now they're just making anything up. They're like, hey, oh my we found God. The, the first man. He was definitely British. He was super white. He loved cricket and tea. And <laughs> yeah. And he he played a little bit of footy and he took <laughs> a loop. I don't know. I get sorry, my English <laughs> my British accent sucks. I'm gonna participate in the bit, but it fucking sucks, Lacey. And I and I'm embarrassing myself. You have such a beautiful accent. I believe that that you have spent time in London. Me, I'm like doing an impression of like a BBC episode of Faulty Towers I saw 15 years ago. Um, and I really love that. 
No, Thank don't you. be. I love that for both of us. I do lots of terrible accents on the show. <laughs> and the, the Brits are going to come for me. It's, it's fine. They know what's happening over here. I'm disrespectful. So, so by 1915, Dawson's Don Man had become an established scientific fact. Charles benefited greatly and was now known as one of the world's greatest archaeologists. He would have been People knighted. believe this? This is ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They believe he was playing cricket. They believe. Oh, they my believe. God everything so he would have been knighted with arthur smith woodward had he not died of sepsis in 1916 along with many of his secrets for it turns out the wizard may have not been entirely truthful well duh i do like that he pettily died with his secrets though (laughs) like more people need to die with their secrets yeah so blood infection yeah i mean you could die of anything in the early 1900s you could die of tripping you know what i mean like yeah he died of rock there was a rock in the road and he tripped and then he died he died of rock like anything a strong breeze yeah died died at 52 died a young man uh you know that's that's too bad even though he's a scammer you know i feel bad for him no, for sure, because like I wish that he got a scam harder. I wish that he could have, you know, gone around the world purporting to be the best archaeologist out there. I want, I wanted him to milk it even more. So as it turns mm-hmm. out, Charles hadn't been entirely truthful about the Piltdown Man or more than several dozens of his previous discoveries. So not only was he lying about this man that he got from the unknown laborer, he's also been lying about other discoveries before, but I guess those lies weren't hitting as hard. He finally found his sweet spot with this one. So it wasn't known until after his death that he had entirely fabricated his historical account of the Hastings castle and that he had come into his estate by pretending to be an official part of the Sussex archeological society, which he was not. Martin archeologist, Mike Russell has actually counted 38 hoaxes or fabricated finds made by Charles before he discovered Piltdown. So he oh was onto this man and he had, he hadn't even gotten to the biggest one. <laughs> Charles was lying about everything. Jesus. Like, don't let Charles near none of y'all dirt because he's definitely going to make a discovery, okay? And your house is going to belong to the city, okay? <laughs> oh, wow. Oh, look what I found. Oh, a quarter. Uh, an ancient quarter down here. Wow. Uh, Charles, yeah, I just dropped oh, I'm that. a genius. I just dropped that, Charles. I just dropped that quarter. No, look at the, how much dirt no, I got no. on it. It's an incredible, it's an incredible find. And oh, wow, we're going to need to close this place down and possess your house. Wow. I'm a hero. Look at me. (laughs) Is that the paper? Yeah, I'll pose. Love it. So according to Russell, (laughs) he forged axes, statuettes, ancient hammers, and Roman tiles. So he was just over here making shit, you know, put rubbing dirt on it, putting it in the oven and telling people it was ancient. Love that for him. Deep down, he craved recognition and created the Piltdown Man as his final act to humiliate those who had looked down on him. So, you know, the French were saying he was just digging up pebbles and shit. Why are you, people should look down on you, Charles. You never made anything. How you gonna have ego about literally something you've never done? How are you going to be mad at other people because you actually are bad at your job? They hating on me just because I'm bad at my job. Like the butt. (laughs) You sound like the police. This guy's pathetic. This guy's pathetic. I I hate him. I hate him. (laughs) Yeah. It's like, like what? So 
The fabrication of the Piltdown Man came about when English archaeologists theorized they were likely to find an early man in grave pits of southern England. Charles had been walking along one day in 1908 when he saw a pile of gravel, right, used to build a pond, and he decided that he was going to stake his greatest life work in that. He actually met Father Pierre the following year, and it's possible the two were accomplices in creating the fossils. Oh, not y'all cooking these fossils up together. That's sexy. Still, it would take decades before I like I hope they were doing it like on a clay mold and it was very like ghost where they're like arms around oh, each yeah. other, like just making fossils like, oh, my oh yeah. I want it to be that I want it to be steamy. It's erotic. So still, it would take decades before the truth would come out. Throughout the 1920s and 1930s, real early human fossils were discovered and found to have little in common with any of the Pilton Man fossils. Yeah, because that fossil wasn't fucking human. Chemical tests that could help with further investigation were developed in the 40s. So honestly, at this time period, they didn't even have the technology to disprove this man. I wish I could have scammed back then because you could just be saying anything. Who gonna check you? There's no internet. <laughs> you know, yeah, they didn't have and, uh, testing then- kits. Carbonating. There was nobody. There was. There were no. There was no Reddit forum to like pour through everything and figure out where all the mistakes. People can't go Johnny Depp on you, you know. Like right. people just you. They see a skull and they're like, oh, I guess it's real. I don't know. This guy says he found it in some gravel. Who's to know? Right. Who gonna check the work? Not me. I would have been like, look at us. See how we got a skull. We on the map. <laughs> Cheerio. We did it, Joe. Like so, the tests the likes of which had never been conducted on the bones, definitely showed that they were fakes. The upper part of the skull was dated to be only like 500 years old and the jawbone only a few decades old. So these couldn't have even belonged to the same person or species or whatever this you know entity was, because the bone doesn't even connect to the head. They didn't just randomly found pieces of people. Pieces. <laughs> This is this is ridiculous. I'm I'm so mad about this. People believe this for like 50 years. This is so stupid. And I mean, so look, stupid. that's kind of how science goes, right? Like we believe something until we know that it's factually disproven. That's the reason why the 50s and the you know early 60s, like women were smoking while they were pregnant. Nobody knew that that was bad for the baby. It's like one of my favorite jokes in hairspray is like they run in uh, to a bar and then all these women are smoking and drinking martinis and then they all turn around and they're like fully like eight months pregnant. <laughs> it's like, you know, science changes. Science be like, my bad. Like, instead of saying my bad, science is always like, according to new research. And it's like, well, what happened to the old research? Was, oh, our bad. <laughs> okay, we lied, but we telling the truth now. We telling the truth right now. <laughs> I love that for science. Because it's the best way to lie. Like, I don't, there's rarely a time where like, look at the CDC. Like, anything they were telling me, I was like, yes, CDC, go off. Where, where am I hand washing here? Mask here? Mm-hmm. You know, ventilation here? Yes, queen. And then somebody clearly got to the CDC because now they're like, okay, if you got COVID, you can go back to work the same day. And um, <laughs> <laughs> I know it's hard to argue with because you're not a scientist. You're like, well, this seems a little fishy, but I, I don't know. I'm out of my deck. I mean, who am I to say? Right. And I don't argue with things that I can't refute, you know, to a hundred percent, you know, like, like, why would I do that? That's stupid. A lot of people do it. They like to make their own conjectures and like make up their own science, but I don't participate in that, you know, so they will get me with this. I would be like, yeah, it looked like a, a old brain to me. Oh, but <laughs> a skull to me looks good. <laughs> 
Especially there's, as, if there's no other experts around telling you, if all the other experts in England are like, yes, yes, very real, very real. I get why we would believe it. I mean, look, we all believed in Elon Musk for like 20 years before we figured out he's a scammer. You know, we were all like, oh, this guy is real smart. He's got good ideas. He's building electric cars and shit. And now we know he's just steals ideas from other people and does Literally. acid and fucks around on Twitter, you know, but it took us a little while to figure it out. Everybody's gullible. So we shouldn't judge the people of the past too harshly. No, we we don't. And for you billionaire stands with your posters of Elon Musk and your, you know, up on your apartment walls and stuff like I'm sorry about that. Honestly, if he had to try to buy Twitter, he could have kept grifting us by saying he was a genius. But then when he did that Twitter shit, we were like, something is up, sir. <laughs> You're not. It's not giving smart. Um, obviously, the man is smart, but like he didn't invent anything. And so many people think he did. And I had to just prove that to people like showing them on the Internet. Like he bought all these companies. y'all. He didn't make PayPal. He didn't make Tesla. And they're like, no, he did. And I was like, no, he didn't. It's OK, y'all. I get it. So the brand is strong. So the teeth in the jaw had been filed down to make them look human, but they actually came from an orangutan and the cricket bat was fossilized elephant bone carved with a steel knife. So y'all really should have knew the nigga was lying when he said cricket. Y'all really thought that he break. found a, a yeah. skeleton with and, long ass teeth. <laughs> and we found an Xbox controller in there too. And he <laughs> loves to play FIFA. <laughs> He actually got, it's, it's a note he left in here that says invest in Bitcoin. So we should probably all get into crypto. Because that's what he said from the past. He the yeah. first man. <laughs> and he went up. Because if you ain't first, you're last. Ricky Bobby. Also science. <laughs> what? Come on. So, the bones around the skull were also broken in such a way that they could be reattached smoothly. So gullible scientists could easily project their assumptions. So they they did like crack the brain, the skull up a little bit so that the girls could have a puzzle because the girls love a puzzle in science. And so mm -hmm. then once they were putting it together, that affirmed their own, you know, egos of like, look how smart we are. Oh. We put the, the head back together. Because they had the they had the suckers do the last step and discover it yes. themselves. The suckers put it back together and say, oh, look, it's all good. Wow, a discovery. And so they, oh, this is a really good scam technique. So mm -hmm. you have to rope people in and involve them in it. So they think that they're the smart ones. Right. So even if Hater David came over to these, you know, researchers who were presented this broken mm -hmm. up skull and he was like, hey, y'all, I think that's, I think it's a monkey. They're like, get the fuck out of here, Hater David. We all put this skull together. We're geniuses. Like, they were oh not giving up this grip. And that's, I think Again, that's a your accent way. is so good. It's such Thank a good you. accent. I you wait till UK congregation steps in because they're they're going <laughs> to drag me, but it's okay. So scientists Wiener, Oakley, and Park published their findings in Time Magazine in November 1953, and the world finally learned that the Pilton man was a fake. In the end, it was a mix of gullibility, desperation, and traditional British nationalism that duped the world for almost 40 years into thinking a Frankenstein set of bones represented early man. I mean, 40 years is like a long time to be taken in by a fraud to when when all the scientists of the world were working on this. I am a little bit embarrassed for them, honestly. Uh, and, now, you know, think about how much money they made with people looking at that man. <laughs> think how much money they made. Think how the, how the cricket industry probably was really booming after that. They was like, no, we don't oh, yeah. get out here and play cricket like the first men. <laughs> you know, it's, it, it, 
it just makes you wonder what things we believe in today could perhaps be scams by some idiot uh, with a knife and a bunch of old bones. You know, what I could mean, it be that we're falling for today? A lot yeah. of it and a lot of history is revised by, you know, whoever was the most evil and murdered everybody. So there, I'm sure there's so much in our history and our text that is yep. and, and not even a guess. I'm absolutely positive there is. I mean, even look at what they're trying to do with like critical race theory, which is a collegiate level course. But like erasing which textbooks have done forever the real history of our country here so that it looks all roses and shit i went to maui and we had a personal tour guide and he was super cool but he was like this old white dude he's telling us about the island and one of the things he told us was that like when the white man showed up to the island in a boat the natives were so nice to this white man because they in their folklore they thought that god was going to show up on a boat and we had to pause my guy Cause it's just three, four African-Americans in an SUV and this man telling us these lies. And we were like, sir, don't give us no more of whatever. I don't know who said that. I don't know who said that, but it just doesn't sound real to me. I just don't think that, I think a lot of colonial, you know, times white dudes were just like, wow, people are being nice. We're going to take advantage of them. Like that, that's what happened. <laughs> of course. And there's, there's so much history. You look at so many history stories and it'll come down to people started telling this story because they wanted to make Br great Britain sound great, or they wanted to right. spread this or that idea. It's always the, so much of the history you've been taught is the person who, who's telling you the history having a particular version of events that they want you to know rather than the history itself, including the history that you and I might tell. We, ha we as well mm -hmm. are people in the present day with our own set of you know motives and biases. And that's part of what you need to understand about the telling of history. And it doesn't mm -hmm. mean it's all false. It means you need to be aware of that dimension at all times if you don't want to get scammed. Yep. And also be aware of that in documentaries about people's lives. Uh, if someone is alive and they do a movie about their life or a story about their life or they're involved in it i always take that with a grain of salt because i'm like if you're alive you're gonna skirt skirt over all the the real tea because you're still here like of you don't course. want people to know that if you're not going full quincy jones i don't want it you know so it's just something to be aware of like look at everything look at people's motivations for why they're doing mm -hmm. things i i hate to make y'all all suspicious all the time but we do need to be suspicious all of the time um but that doesn't mean yeah. don't that doesn't mean don't let a man pull you over in the street who says that they can fix your car and, and make yourself late to work because maybe it works out and he fixes your car, you know, it could work, you know, try it sometimes. But guys, we got to go to the saddest part of the episode, the end. This is where I have to let Adam go. But before he goes, we're going to do scammer of the week real quick. This is where we just highlight a charlatan who's worthy of our praise or maybe not. Uh, today, we're talking about Yellowstone actress Corianka Kilchar. She, she's 32 years old and she's been charged with two felony counts of workers' compensation fraud. The actress collected over $96,000 in disability benefits, even though she was working on Yellowstone for several months during the period. She said that she was too injured to work. She self-surrendered and was arraigned in May and pleaded not guilty to the charges. I would have pleaded not guilty too. I'm sorry. She reported, reportedly injured her neck and shoulder in 2018 while filming Dora and the Lost City of Gold, a live action adaptation of the children's TV show, Dora the Explorer. She saw a doctor a few times over the course of the year, but then stopped going to treatment and did not respond to the insurance company handling her claim. In 2019, she went back to the insurance company and requested treatment saying that she had been such severe neck pain since the injury occurred that she had to turn down work. Based on her statement, she was paid a temporary total disability benefit of $96,838 between October 2019 
2019 and September 2021. Despite her statement, she was found to have worked on Yellowstone from July 2019 to October 2019. The investigation is still going. If convicted, she could face up to five years in state prison and a $50,000 fine for each count that she's charged with. Um, Koryanka, I'm on your side, sis. <laughs> Me too. Me too. I'm a little, I'm a little suspicious of this story, and and you know why? Because what was it? you said it was ninety six thousand dollars? All right, mm-hmm. look, this and when did this happen? This was like over the last couple of years. Look, in the last three years, everybody in Hollywood's been getting PPP loans. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like everybody's got their loan out. corporation. Yep, we're get we're all getting bailed out. All right. And, uh, you know, a lot of people who got PPP loans who shouldn't have gotten them. And that's not great. Right. I'm not saying everyone should should just do that all the time. But like we're talking about that kind of thing. I don't see why this woman should go to prison for five years for, you know, like making a for, for workers compensation that she shouldn't have taken. Make her give the money back if you want and, you know, call it a day, in my opinion. And also, yeah. I, I don't, uh, has she been convicted yet? Like, I, no, she has that. The fact she's been charged, uh, I, I don't know. I, I want to know a little bit more details before I pass judgment on this lady. Yeah, I'm not passing judgment on her. You know, we I, we love a scam here. Scam up. Um, And honestly, like, five years in prison, that's taxpayers' dollars. That's wasted money. Obviously, this person has yeah. a lot of talent. Obviously, this person is contributing something to society. So if y'all really want to go after the $96,000, especially when you've been forgiving celebrities for millions that they did not use to pay their employees like they were supposed to, that they were out here buying cars with and shit, like, we do not need to put this beautiful woman in jail. Like, that is very ghetto. So I'm prayers out to her that hopefully it's just a slap on the wrist or maybe nothing, but certainly not prison. That's absolutely ridiculous and a waste of everyone's time involved. But guys, I agree. that brings us to the end of another amazing episode. Adam, I'm so happy that you could be here. We always ask, where would you like to be found? Anything you want people to watch? Anything you want, socials, all those things. Oh, please go check out my podcast, Factually, available wherever you get your podcasts. I talk to a different amazing expert every single week. We have a great time. And, you know, you can find my new show on Netflix if you look for it. But but go check out Factually if you're a podcast listener. That's what I would love to direct you towards. You will learn. You will laugh. It's a great time. Yes, learn and laugh. And that's what we're all about here. As always, scam got spot at gmail.com. Switch on your friends and family. Just make sure your scam is retired. If you want to find me, D-I-V-A-L-A-C-I-D of Lacey on all platforms. If you want to see the photos from the show and whatever bits I put on Instagram, scam got pod on Twitter and on Instagram. Congregation. Stay scheming. Scam got this has been an Earwolf production in association with Team Coco. Scam Goddess stars and is hosted by me, Lacey Mosley, a.k.a. Scam Goddess. It's produced by Judith Cargbo, engineered by Marina Pais, and researched by Kaylin Brandt. Stay scheming! This has been a Team Coco production in association with Earwolf. At Delta, we know Mike in 8C prefers reality TV to reality. So we provide more than 1,000 hours of in-flight entertainment. On the next flight, 8C is Mandy, a foodie. So we offer all types of food options. Because at Delta, everyone flies their own way. Delta, keep climbing. Life is a highway. And on it, there will be many chicken sandwiches. But there's only one crispy. So go ahead and hit the turn signal if you know about this juicy gem of a detour.